0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to What the Funcast, episode eighty-three. Today is June twenty-third, and it's recorded and released today. That's all <laughs> I say <found> on that. <laughs> so, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and joining me is the Squid Man himself,
1: Ahmed. Yes, hi. Why am I the Squid Man? You're because you're wearing your twenty thousand leagues shirt from uh, from D twenty-three. Yeah, the movie that I've never seen, but it's a really nice shirt. So you've never
0: seen twenty thousand leagues under the sea.
1: No, isn't it from like the 70s or the 60s? Or the 50s? Mm, I, don't know, I don't know.
0: Alexa, when did 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, the movie, come out?
1: The film 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea was released about 65 years ago on July 20th, 1955. Damn, that's what I'm saying. You're totally wrong. Thank you,
0: <laughs> it's Alexa. Go away. The Before Me Times. The Before so, Me Times? The BNTs. It is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is, but it's a nice shirt. and It is an nice Marines, a nice shirt. It's nice that coat. Where, where did they have the submarine ride? Is it only in Disneyland Paris? Am I making things up? 20,000 Leagues Under Disney the World? Sea? I mean, yeah. wake up. Did
0: they have it in Disneyland? It's still currently in Disneyland called Submarine Voyage, but it was rethemed for Nemo. That's what I'm
1: saying. It's only called Submarine Voyage, and it's like Nemo. That doesn't... okay. No, but whatever.
0: it used to be called 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, or Submarine <laughs> Voyage, 20... I don't know. It was A, like
1: the Nautilus, whatever. Yeah. Yes,
0: and then it's funny, because years ago, I went on this kick of like looking at... Um, like theme park connection stuff, like the old props from the uh, from the, the um, like the resorts and the parks. And they were selling all this coral when they got rid of it in Disney World because they actually put Ariel's Grotto over top of it. So they actually sold it. Wait, so up. they did also
1: have it in Disney World.
0: Yes. So oh. that was twenty thousand leagues under the sea, and they actually like completely paved over it, and that's I believe partly where New Fantasyland Extends, somewhere around there. I don't know. But that yeah. sounds...
1: I I think I feel like I've read into
0: this before, and that sounds accurate. That's I'm your right. piece of Disney history today. We're not going to talk about Disney,
1: because Disney and I are in a, a very depressing state right now, so... It's fine. I'm drinking down my Trader Sam's specialty mug, so I'm fully, fully Disney nautical <sighs> themed out today.
0: Hey, I have that one, too. It's the guy with the surfboard. That's from... We got that at Trader Sam's in Disneyland.
1: Yes, I think. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, but I is looked at it, it? they just released
0: a list of like all the restaurants that will not be opening back up at the park, and I'm like, hmm. When literally every restaurant is on that list?
1: Honestly, I looked at the list and like, wait, so what restaurants are open? Yak and Yeti sounds like it's open. <laughs> Yakin Yeti's open. List.
0: Um Restaurant is open, the one that Miranda used to work at. Um Yeah, Woody's lunchbox is closed. What the hell are you gonna go to Hollywood Studios for? You know, what I was thinking about that's today. the only thing to go to Hollywood Studios for <laughs> no spoilers or anything for those of you who have never been to Disney. But I was thinking about spoilers. Rise of the Resistance
1: today, and I was like, I love that ride so much. <laughs> we really did that. We really got in, rode it, and left before. Before the we, world literally, we literally, we literally were us. like the
0: people in the movie, where like they pull the pin, throw the grenade, and run away, and the explosion <laughs> happened in the background. That was literally Gen- us in Disney World. Like it
1: closed what, like two, three days after we left. It literally like, really closed. Four days after we left, that was genuinely like the best vacation. I'm, I'm like hindsight's always twenty
0: twenty, right? But I'm like we should have just stayed for like a full week, like weekend to weekend. <laughs> but obviously we can't Honestly, do anything to change that now. So but I'm afraid.
1: Okay. Well, no, I guess we wouldn't have been trapped. Like we would have been able to come back, but like yeah
0: well as we were in the airport I was like you know we were sitting there and it's like hmm Tom Hanks has coronavirus NBA shut down the season Europe isn't allowing or we're not doing any more flights to Europe and it's like oh, okay hmm what are we flying into like
1: <laughs> like cool, cool the literal cool. and dish. New York became the the hub of everything and I was like cool cool love living here I mean now everything's fine but like everything's not
0: fine so we're not it's, gonna, we're not gonna go into this right now yes. everything is not fine but <laughs> it's, it's better fine. it's better than it was before it's better. New Florida, York, on Jersey. the other hand, speaking of which, it was like we left there, flew into the mess, and then now the mess is there.
1: But that's what I'm saying. The New York and Jersey did a very good job, I think, at least for now, of of keeping the numbers or flattening the curve. Um, But we'll see. We'll see how that holds throughout the summer as things are like, Okay, well, it's time to open up and everyone's like, hello. Well,
0: what I will tell you all is that you didn't come here and listen to our podcast to hear about depressing things like the world outside of here. You heard (laughs) you came here to listen to us banter about all the useless news that you probably want to hear about, um, which includes what we've been doing this week. So let's jump into that. I, I don't even need to ask you, Ahmed. I know what you've been doing. Don't even say a word. I'm closing my eyes. I want to see your expressions. Ahmed played and beat The Last of Us Part Two, which came out on Friday. And it is now Tuesday. And he beat it last night. So that was four days. Not
1: even. I took Monday off. I took yesterday off to, to beat it. Well, not to beat it specifically. I took it off because I was sick of work and was mentally exhausted and wanted a day off for you know as a mental health day but then i beat the game and i was like wow my mental health is worse because of this game (laughs) not that i didn't uh, like it how long did it take you to beat the game uh just under 26 hours including multiple stops for photo mode and exploring literally every single nook and cranny Um, okay so i should hopefully be able to beat it in probably 20 hours then (laughs) (laughs) maybe um, I, I mean, I didn't take that much longer, like, exploring things, and there were a lot of battle sequences that I completely skipped over because I, like, stealth my way through. I just didn't have the time or the patience or, I, like, the way the story is presented, it makes you feel bad about doing bad things, so I'm like, I don't want to kill these people, let me just sneak around them. Um, Every so trailer I, I did a lot of Up that. to
0: the time that it came out was, like, Ellie the serial killer, so I'm like, mm, that's me, the serial
1: killer, killing everybody, so... <laughs> You haven't even gotten you're not even halfway through yet um, i'm 11 and a
0: half hours in like i feel mm-hmm. like
1: without spoiling no we're what... not going to talk about this on the no, air i'm just saying without spoiling no, where no, are you at. at i just want to I'm, I'm not gonna spo... I'm i just want to know how far you are i'm ed
0: oh. i'm 11 and a half hours in that's how far i am all right moving on to the next topic we will wow. do a spoiler what do you even tell me
1: like vague
0: I-, I will text you i will text you where i'm at all right, all right. so Fair. um you made me derail my train of thought see what happens so, we will do a spoiler cast as soon as I finish the game. Ahmed has reminded yes. me every day since he's beat the game, so exactly one day now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and how slow I am at beating the game, because he finally beat a game for the first time in his life, and I haven't. So That's untrue. Anyways, so I am rushing through, and I'm 11 and a half hours in. I'm going to play more tonight, um, and hopefully I'll be able to beat it by, hopefully, this weekend. I also took Friday off, so maybe that'll help me. That'll probably push me into, what is today? Tuesday?
1: Today's Anyways. Tuesday. It is a very long game, though. Like it's it's not, it's not something that you can rush through. Like I I played I've been every trying time not I to sat rush down. through, and you're like, yeah, you're still not done yet. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm saying don't rush through, but at the same time, like, I mean, I I tried to like binge it, and I played like every time I sat down to play, I would play it for like at least five hours, and I'm like, wow, holy crap, I even made a dent? That is intense. Like it's because it's last a long night, like game. I
0: played and I sat down for like. 45 minutes i think and i ended up playing like two and a half hours because it was like i'm just gonna stop and it's like i took one step and a cut scene happened i'm like oh i gotta know what happens next so
1: yep yep that's anyway so yeah. how to,
0: how long to beat.com uh ranks it at main story 20 and a half 20 and a half hours main plus extra 25 hours completionist 32 and a half hours so you're somewhere between main plus extra and completionist at 26 hours so. yeah
1: like I definitely I, so I, I try to visit every single building like every single like you know side things because I, I, the way I guess I play games and the reason I like like collecting things so much is to make the game easier for myself so I like want to go in all those buildings so I can have all the materials and all the ammo I need so that I'm not in the middle of a battle situation with like two bullets mm-hmm. and I'm like uh well what do I do so I always like I'm overstocked or whatever because I have like you know every single item because I scoured every single drawer um, but at the same time during like some of the battle arena areas where it's like it opens up and suddenly you have to sneak around to find the exit mm-hmm. I would just find the exit you know die a few times use the recheckpoint, restart checkpoint button a few times and then just literally make my way for the exit and not bother exploring any of the side areas or rooms because I don't know I just I just wanted to continue with the story and I feel like we can get into this in our spoiler cast but i guess like it slows down the pacing of the game a little bit like having those battle arenas and those aren't my favorite parts of the game my favorite part is the narrative so i just want to like get through it
0: let's yeah we'll jump into that in the spoiler cast because i do have a lot of thoughts on that um very similar to what you're saying but also more of the it's interesting how you can go about certain sequences in the game like there's times where you can pretty much run and just hit the next checkpoint and you, you avoid a bunch of enemies so anyways yeah. I don't want to spoil anything because this is for the first time in a very long time I've gone in almost completely blind on this game and uh, and I'm trying very hard even when, even when I googled like there's a combo I couldn't find the other night and I ended up googling it to see you know what it was because I couldn't figure it out and I was off by one number but anyway um,
1: oh same it's like the phone number one and the phone number literally on the billboard says like two three but the actual code is three three and I'm yes. like am I blind Yes, it was I think it's a glitch. I think it's a bug.
0: So, anyways, every time I Google it, I'm, like, waiting for spoilers to be greeting me in the YouTube thumbnails. So, (laughs) I've been very cautious. So, I am trying to beat it pretty quickly because I don't want to get spoiled. So, um, all that being said, tune in for our spoiler cast once I finally beat the game, which will hopefully be soon. um, Which will, really, realistically, it probably will be soon. Because the other thing is, too, is Lauren's been watching me play almost all of it. Like, she didn't didn't watch... um, She didn't catch, like, an hour and a half that I played after she fell asleep last night, but she's been watching the rest of it, and she's, like, really into it. And doesn't really know the characters, but we watched the recap of The Last of Us Part 1 together, so. But, yeah, anyways, so, yeah, anyways, so, uh, let's jump in. We have a pretty packed schedule uh, in terms of news, so, which is great news and very exciting stuff because a lot of stuff is starting to get um, announced, and there's really, we're starting to kind of feel like the E3-ish uh, part of the year now, because there's there's even more stuff happening tomorrow. There was stuff yesterday and the day before, so lots of good news to go into. Let's get the easy stuff out of the way. Um, the Hot Tater Tops do return this week. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll stay around for a while. I think I'm into
0: them. Um, I think at one point I meant to just write potatoes. <laughs> but then I didn't do it. So Here are the potatoes for entertainment. So let's get the entertainment news out of the way real quick here. So in a kind of interesting reveal, uh, Chicken Run 2 is confirmed by Netflix. So it's coming out 20 years after the original film. A lot of nostalgia in this episode, just so you know. Uh, so buckle in. Um <laughs> this one comes from Netflix UK who says poultry news exactly 20 years to the day since the original was released. We can confirm that there will be a chicken run sequel coming to Netflix produced by Ardman. production is expected to begin next year. Excellent. Uh, Ardman <laughs> is the animation studio presumably that did chicken run. The first one. Um, yes. Yes. They've done chicken run and they've done uh, what looks to be Sean the sheep as well. Um, so, Hey, interesting stuff. I can't say with a straight face
1: that I've watched Chicken Run one with a full face. I was just gonna say face. that. I <laughs> literally have never seen Chicken Run one, but I'm happy for them, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So I mean, this is—I
0: don't know—good stuff. I mean, it's interesting. Good nostalgia. You know, I'm into it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. Good stuff. Hopefully for the Chicken Run
1: fans out there, they're happy. So maybe I should watch this movie. They have—they have funny eyeballs and teeth. Maybe <laughs> you've never it's funny.
0: seen the—you've never seen the previews before.
1: I've seen, but like I'm just looking up, and now I see how like I see the resemblance between this and Shaun the Sheep. Yes. Um. So it makes sense. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I'll watch this one. Maybe it seems fun. Who knows? You should take the next one because I have no patience to go over this. <laughs> it's totally fine. Um. So rounding out our entertainment news, there's not that much this week. Um. AMC versus face masks. So face masks. Wow. I can't speak. Um. So at first, Adam Aaron, Aaron Aaron. I don't know. Adam Aaron, whatever A R O N is how he spells last name, who is CEO of AMC, um, had released a statement how like oh we're gonna reopen cinemas blah 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 the reopening July fifteenth we can't wait um, but also face masks won't be required because quote we do not want to be drawn into political controversy about masks to like help people not die political controversy so anyways everyone rightfully so had like a huge there was a huge public backlash um everyone's like are you kidding me this is absolutely ridiculous blah 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 so uh this one comes well not, it kind of comes from ign uh, i quoted a, a quick little snippet here following the public backlash amc theaters has reversed course and will now require patrons to wear face masks once many of their theaters reopen july 15th um, from amc themselves they said in their statement which pretty much was the day after i don't think it, it was a full 24 hours after they announced um, that face masks wouldn't be required they said It is absolutely crucial that we listen to our guests Uh, with the full support of our scientific advisors. We are reversing course and are changing our guest mask policy. We will now require that all AMC guests nationwide wear masks as they enter and enjoy movies at our theaters. Which is the right move, but at the same time, regardless, face masks or not, who is going to the movie theater and sitting there for two hours with a face mask on, feeling their own hot breath on their face while they're trying to watch a movie? Like... This doesn't sound like a good time at all to anybody, but I understand that they were like basically at risk of going bankrupt and closing forever. So if this is what they need to survive, sure. You just probably won't catch me at an AMC theater anytime soon. Uh, no, I'm I, I just low think, key yeah. considering canceling my A list for a while because I don't think it's I'm on under pause, contract. isn't it? It's it's on pause, but I'm assuming once they reopen, it will not be not on. No, pause you
0: have you have the option to resume it when you want to. I believe. Um, Do you? Okay, good to know. I, I did not know that. Oh, come on. You didn't read the email that you got from uh, AMC? I got an email?
1: <laughs> it might have went to my I spam. Have 17, I have
0: 17,000 emails.
1: No, I keep my inbox at inbox zero, but it might have went to my spam. I don't remember getting an email. Here, exciting
0: news from AMC Theaters. To our valued A-list members, AMC Stubs, yada, yada, yada. Um, AMC Stubs. Please watch uh, AMC Stubbs.
1: Do, 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 do. What the hell? I thought I. I feel like you're making it up. No. I haven't seen anything about that. No, hold on. I mean, I would love that because I don't want to pay, but also, like, regardless of whether or not it'll be automatically on pause, I feel like um, I'm not under contract or anything. Like, it wasn't like a. Even if it was one year, I'm well past that. Like, I could cancel and re read up my subscription. <laughs> without issue later I, on um, I so. am like I
0: okay I'll, I'll take a I'll take a, a rain check on that one I'll, I'll look it up Um. I'll I'll look that up I'm yeah. pretty sure I saw that but
1: I can't I can't I mean that'd be great but yeah like all of my like I have class pass that I have to like put on pause because there's no way in hell I'm going can you consider going back to a, a gym or anything for the time being I have to put uh, my Six Flags membership. Actually, I've been paying for it this whole time. And they're like, we'll just keep adding months onto the end of your membership. No. I understand what you're doing here because you don't think I'm going to ever end my membership, but I will. Watch me. Yeah, no, Um, that's that's not good. There's no point in keeping it because I'm not under contract with any of these things. There's no activation fee, really. So I could just restart it whenever I actually do get a chance. I'm considering doing the same with my Disney um annual pass just canceling it and because we're not canceling it but there's an option for me to get a refund for the months that i didn't go um whereas as of now if i don't request that refund they're just going to tack on the extra months at the end of my existing oh, annual yeah. pass. um but i i doubt i'm going to be ready to go back until at least 2021 which i guess is when it was going to expire anyway so i don't know i have to think about it but
0: you know what disneyland said to us they said your pass is canceled
1: did they really cancel it? They canceled our pass, yeah. Did they refund the, like, prorated So,
0: we were doing the monthly payments, so they refunded us for the one month that we paid for, I guess it was, like, April. I, I have to look. They, they 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 didn't charge us for a period, and they refunded us one month. So, I, I don't know. I have to look into how it all lays out and how it, whatever. Interesting. But you guys only
1: went, like, twice with those passes, right? No,
0: we well so we got our money's worth out of those passes because we were out in California visiting. I guess we did it what D23 was last year, right? We we used them when we were at D23, oh, guess, that's when yep. we first got them. Then we used them again when we were out uh in California for Thanksgiving. Yeah, we went we went a few times while we were there for Thanksgiving. So, we got our money's worth out of them and then the fact that we got out of like 3 or 4 months means we only paid for like 8 months, which brings us to like I don't know 600 maybe. I don't know. That's it not bad it at all, all it all yeah, it all worked out. So, you know, if if anything, we we got a minor savings on all the or a a pretty decent size savings actually on each of the times we went because we yeah. would go and come in and
1: out and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I definitely got a good a good deal. Like even if I if I don't renew, if I don't do anything and I let them continue the months, I still got a good deal. I was able to go twice for like 500 bucks. Yeah. And I went like, you know, three or four days each i guess yeah um and and you stack up all the discounts that you get and stuff like that at all
0: it all it all comes out and it all all works out so it
1: all worked out so that's our our lesson from Wolf Funcast is uh pay attention (laughs) don't don't ever subscribe subscribe to anything (laughs) don't ever subscribe pay attention what you subscribe for and make sure to you know not lose out on money because i feel like a lot of companies will just restart those subscriptions and then you won't be using them and then i'll be like haha automatic whatever Deposit yeah. of uh, twenty dollars a month near the color. Anyways, okay. shall we move into the hot potato tops, video games, video games as Paul? Oh God, yeah I, Paul wrote I wrote yeah, I don't know why I wrote that this time.
0: Yeah, I don't know why that was written like that, but yes, yeah So let Who? Yeah. Uh, so, pretty big news in the in the world of video games. So we'll start up with the kind of the outcome of the Pokemon Presents presentation. So the Pokemon. Uh, official Twitter account tweeted out that, you know, there's going to be a event uh, coming and they're going to do like a, like a live stream or whatever, so they did that, and a lot of people anticipated that it was just going to be more content, uh, or more detailed content and kind of a walkthrough of the DLC that recently came out, um, actually, let me just check when that came out, I think that just came out now, but Pokemon the Isle of Armor uh, DLC just came, what is up with people shooting off fireworks, hello? It's is that not even <laughs> what that was? That's what that was. It was like a firework. Please relax. And they shot them off last night, too. Nice. Um, but, oh, here we go. Isle of Armor, finally. Uh, is it out now? Is it DLC for Sword and Shield? Sword and Shield, yeah. I am really going through okay. it. Where the hell is this? Isle of Armor, hmm. release date. June seventeenth. Okay, so it came out late, uh, last week. So there are there are reviews out, and the reviews are pretty mixed. Nothing too crazy. It was like there, it's good content, but not enough. Anyway, so the Pokemon presents uh, presentation was kind of like Pokemon Di- or Nintendo Direct style. Uh, they went through and they you know they showed some more in depth footage. They showed uh, Pokemon Cafe, which is like a free to start uh, game or free to play game with uh, in app or in game purchases. Uh, and they showed I think some other smaller ancillary things, but anyways, then they, they're like, oh, there's this big there's this big project or this project we're working on, take a look and it's like, you know, they're, I don't know it's panning through like over the water, Pokemon splashing the water, anyways what comes out, but the little trailer thing that you sit in in Pokemon Snap, and sure enough they're making a, a new Pokemon Snap game literally called New Pokemon Snap so, <laughs> welcome back <laughs> to original. oh yes, very original, so there's not much to report on it aside from the fact that it was announced. Uh, so, you know, this one comes from GameSpot. Uh, Pokemon has a long history of wonderful spin-off games. Obviously, Pokemon Snap is being the most beloved beloved uh, game of all of them. So there is a new trailer. Uh, you can pre-order Pokemon, new Pokemon Snap. Uh, the pre-orders are live. Um, you can't pre-order the game digitally just yet, but Best Buy does have it up for $60. So it does imply that it is a full-fledged $60 game. Um... And yeah, so super exciting. There's a lot of rumors going around that it was going to uh, be on the Wii U a while ago. Obviously, given the the fact that you can take the tablet and kind of move it around and treat it like a camera, um, and and use it in that in that fashion. But that never came to fruition. Maybe it was planned, um, but now it's coming to. Um, nintendo switch and there are all new pokemon obviously the original pokemon snap only had generation one pokemon there are new generations of pokemon in the trailer alone which one could assume that there will be more and more pokemon added to pretty much the entire game there were some little east not really easter eggs i guess you can call it a teaser or an easter egg um shouting out to the original pokemon game there were a couple um like the pikachu eating the apple was one of them and there's another one that I can't remember. It wasn't the, may have been the, um, someone, one of the Pokemon doing a dance. Oh, hello. They said, "What's Scream. happening?" <laughs> the, tra- the trailer just started. So, um, the Butterfree's all going in in, this, in the same direction. There's Different like poses that were in the original game, and the trailer shouts out to some of those. So, pretty cool stuff. Very exciting. The internet literally was super hyped. Um, a lot of new Pokemon. So this should be super interesting. Uh, the Squirtle riding a Lapras, I'm pretty sure that's from the original game. Um, so, very cool to see them kind of shouting back out to some of the original poses. Uh, the Pidgeot grabbing the um, uh, Magikarp out of the water. So, clearly harping on nostalgia. And uh, But anyways, we're all here for it, and we're going to all buy it, and it's going to be what it's going to be.
1: I have a confession. I've never played Pokemon Snap. What is the premise. Are you, like, an explorer on an island just trying to take pictures of fun Pokemon? You or, literally like,
0: go into, like, different areas. Like, it's uh, it's all on rails. So, like, you're in this little cart that's moving and you can't, like, start or stop it or reverse it.
1: Like you're on a safari.
0: Yeah, like you're on a safari. <laughs> and then you could throw apples. Do you hear this? People are, like, losing their yes, minds. Yes, I hear
1: in the background, I'm like, who is, like, stomping? Happy
0: Independence Day on June 23rd. Um, so... You can throw apples, and, like, you can, uh, I think all you can do is throw apples, but you can throw apples to, like, get Pokemon's attention, like, have them eat the apple, or, like, get them to move in different directions, but the, the trick, like, you would have to take, like, not, like, trick shots, but there are, like, certain shots that you could get of, like, there was, um, I forget, I think it was, like, Jigglypuffs all singing and, like, putting a Pokemon to sleep. Like, if you get them to... If you catch them doing these certain things... And I think you could throw certain items. I can't remember anything more than the apple. But you can throw certain items to get them to, like, lure them to certain areas. And they start interacting with each other. And if you get pictures of them doing those actions, you get, like... Like, that that becomes your mission is to, like, get that picture. Or, like, you get bonus points and stuff like that. So, it was... Okay. It was an interesting concept for a Nintendo 64, but... Overall, you know, it just became a huge hit. You could go to Blockbuster, print out the pictures that you print, that you actually took in the game. So that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so it became, it, it got this huge cult following to it. Not really a cult following because it was super popular, but it's just had this following for as long as I can remember. And like everyone, and, and literally everyone had this game and played it when they were younger, um, except for you apparently, but that's okay. So I never had an N64. Oh, you never had an N64. Okay, you have a minor no. excuse then. I so. was
1: only a PS One. Oh yeah, I played a Spyro and Crash.
0: Well, on that note, I think it's best that you take <laughs> the next one then.
1: Yes. So, full transparency. So, hold. On, I'll, I'll make the the general announcement. Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. It's coming October second to Xbox One and PS Four. Fifty nine ninety nine is a full sequel to the original Crash Bandicoot series um, that was on PlayStation One. So, when this was first announced, I. Just I didn't even like look into it. I didn't click into any articles. I just immediately assumed that it was just the like the PlayStation Two games being remastered, which the PlayStation Two games were not made by Naughty Dog, the original developer of the original series or the original trilogy. Um, So I like just immediately kind of brushed them aside, and I was like, "Oh, this is stupid. It's it's a remake of like those bad PS Two games that no one likes." Um, I've later learned, thanks to Paul and Logan, that this is actually a completely brand new adventure it is a legitimate follow-up to 1998's crash Bandicoot warped which is the third game in the series um, so crash Bandicoot 4 it's about time is a completely new platformer you know built from the ground up um original game not a remake and it kind of apparently completely ignores all of the ps2 games um which were not that well received i remember i mean i never owned a ps2 so i didn't really play them but i remember playing them at like a friend's house and being like "Eh, this isn't as great um So anyways, this one comes from The Verge uh, to quote, after more than a 20-year wait, a true sequel to 1998's Crash Bandicoot Warped is coming to PS4 and Xbox One October 2nd, um, picks up decades after the events of Warped, uh, back when you defeated antagonists Neo Cortex, Dr. Entropy, Entropy, uh, and Uka Uka, and left them stranded on a distant planet. The sequel picks up with the trio escaping, resulting in a rip in the fabric of space and time, which is interesting, it kind of sounds like the new Ratchet and Clank game, which has a lot to do about rifts through space and time mm-hmm. um taking inspiration from the original playstation trilogy the game will be a platformer the tra- uh, the trailer shows that we'll be still spinning and jumping our way through enemies and over bottomless pits while also collecting wumpa fruits but also adds new gameplay mechanics to refresh the classic formula such as wall running rope swinging rail grinding and quantum masks which appear to allow the fuzzy marsupials to run on the ceiling or slow down time Um, so it'll be developed by toys for bob which was the developer behind the remastered spyro trilogy Um, so it seems like they're in good hands um because yeah i don't know they they did a good job with spyro reignited not that that was an original game it was more of a, a remake but they did a good job with that so um this is pretty exciting i i wasn't excited about this until i realized that it was an actual brand new game i kind of wrote it off right immediately so um it's been a while i feel like since we've had a legitimately good platformer i think i guess the last one was uh super mario odyssey but uh could that be considered a platform i guess it's a platformer. yeah it's absolutely a platformer yeah Yeah. um so it's exciting because it's it's mario's held the spotlight for so long and crash and spyro were great in their time but all we've gotten is remakes and so it's it's good to see some something original that isn't like you know a weird kickstarter thing like ukulele which i'm sure was fine but it didn't really get the mainstream appeal.
0: Yeah, um, there there's been point. a there's been a lot of platformers. A lot of them have been more indie based platformers. I mean there's that's what I mean. Yeah. It's, yeah it's more
1: indie underground. You have to kinda of go crate digging to find those good games as opposed to this being like a major, you know, triple A release. Yeah, and
0: and yeah, I would I would definitely agree with you there because obviously we had the remasters of the Crash games, the remasters of the Spyro games. Um and yeah, that's kind of where we're at. So this is the first new one. And, yeah, it it does just disregard all of the PS2 games and the GameCube games and the Xbox games, and I think that's kind of where they stopped. They were all ports across all three systems, but still, they were all bad, um, or fairly bad. <laughs> At least I know I played the first PS2 one, um, and it was, you know, entertaining, but it wasn't, like, Warped or uh, 2 or 1. Um, so, anyways, yeah, I think this is super exciting. I think it'll be... I hope it's good coming october 2nd that's pretty cool that's i mean this holiday is great um obviously this has been rumored for a long time especially with porting the insane trilogy uh over to modern consoles so
1: very exciting stuff yeah um and i I was actually i stopped before i got to this point in the verge article but they mentioned how in the 2000s the series went through an identity crisis and a variety of developers released 15 new crash games which I didn't even realize there were that many. I thought it was just like the shitty PS2 ones. Oh like, no,
0: there's there's a lot of bad
1: ones. There was a hack and slash, an RPG. I didn't even realize that they made a Crash RPG. Can you imagine? Uh, but I guess it was kind of going to be in the vein of like you know Paper Mario being an RPG for the Mario series. But yeah, very interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, no, this will be good. Um, i'm just surprised i guess that it's coming out so late in this generation without any they didn't mention anything about the them being compatible with the next generation not that well i guess you know all ps4 and um and xbox one games will be backwards compatible um ps4 you know all the games being released after july are being backwards compatible um and xbox is you know they've been touting that they would be backwards compatible for a while now so um I guess it'll be it'll be fine, but it's interesting they're not just, you know, making an I don't know. Maybe it'll be released with like upscaled options in the games. Which I'll actually get into in a in a little bit as we talk about um Cyberpunk and Avengers. I'd imagine down the line. Yeah, I'd imagine that this will be
0: supported for uh, one of these next gen upgrades. And speaking of which, by the way, I did forget to mention during the Pokemon presentation they did say that there's going to be another major announcement. Well they said a big announcement tomorrow. So the 24th, one week after the first uh, Pokemon Presents. So there is rumor that it could be a Diamond and Pearl remake, uh, presumably for Switch. Um, So we'll see. Stay tuned there, I guess. So that's happening at 9am tomorrow Eastern Time.
1: Interesting.
0: Um, Just going back to your 15 game comment, in the main (laughs) series, Crash Bandicoot 1, Cortex Strikes Back, and Warped, those are the three on the PS1, The Wrath of Cortex, Twin Sanity, Crash of the Titans, Mind Over Mutant, are the next, what is that, three, four? I remember all four of them. That's four. They're on PlayStation 2, Xbox, GameCube. Some of these, Crash of the Titans and Mind Over Mutant, were on the Wii, Nintendo DS, the PSP, the Xbox 360, and the PS2.
1: I've not heard of any of those. I've maybe heard of Twinsanity, but that, that's about it.
0: Racing, Crash Team Racing, obviously the original, Crash Nitro Kart for PS2, Xbox, GameCube, Game Boy Advance, and the Engage. Anyways, wake up, America. Um, (laughs) Crash Tag Team Racing, PS2, GameCube, Xbox, PSP. Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled, obviously being the remaster.
1: Crash Tag Team Racing as in Mario Kart Double Dash, but Crash? Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
0: (laughs) Um, Party Games, Crash Bash on PS1. Crash Bash was good. Ready for this one? Crash Boom Bang on Nintendo DS. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Crash Spin-Offs, The Huge Adventure on Game Boy Advance. Entranced on Game Boy Advance. Purple Ripto's Rage on Game Boy Advance. Okay, this is where things go. Okay, it's only one game. Skylanders Imaginators. He was like a not a DLC character, but like a a spinoff character in Skylanders. Imaginators.
1: I remember that Skylanders was in the Spyro universe, and I was like, "What? That's weird." Yikes.
0: Okay, mobile games. Nitro Kart 3D (laughs) on iOS. Zeebo and Engage 2.0. Mutant Island. Zeebo. Mutant Island on BlackBerry and Java Micro Edition. Uh wow. Nitro Kart 2 on uh, 2010 released for iOS. And then Crash Bandicoot Mobile released for Android in 2020. Really? Wait,
1: what? I've never <laughs> even heard of that. Neither have I. Wow. Remember when games would be released for JavaScript for, like, those old, like, smartphones that weren't really smart? Like those Nokia phones? Yes. That had, like, a file system? Ugh. I'd be pleased. Was, like, I'd, a- I'd be very pleased to help with the JavaScript. <laughs> Stop. There was, like, a... Um, I remember this old, like, Prince of Persia game that I downloaded on my mom's phone because she had, like, one of those Nokia, like, smartphones. It um, wasn't really smart. It just had, like, a big screen for the time, and it had, like, a file manager, so you're like, wow, it's smart. Um, so you could download uh, random Prince of Persia games, and that was fun. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> so yes, moving episode, on past the mobile. Prince of Persia on mobile. Ugh, I love Prince of Persia. Anyways, um, Microsoft's Mixer is closing, and moving, or I guess... I don't know, trans something transposing itself onto Facebook. Oh gaming. God, this is another mess. This is a big mess. So, um, uh, this one comes from the verge. There's a, there's a few things I wanted to cover here. So it's, it's brace yourselves. Um, Microsoft is closing its mixer service on July 22nd and plans to move existing partners over to Facebook gaming. The surprise announcement means, micro, uh, sorry, means Mixer partners and streamers will be transitioned to Facebook gaming starting today, and Microsoft will no longer operate Mixer as a service in a month's time. Um, side note, there were reports, not reports, there's like literally videos where you can watch, um, and I think I'll get into this later, but like people literally found out about this while they were streaming, and like people in the chat were like, hey, Mixer shutting down, and people were like, what? And started like crying on the stream. Um, so uh, continuing from The Verge. Microsoft has struggled to reach the scale needed for Mixer to compete with Twitch, YouTube, and even Facebook Gaming, which has led to today's decision. We are, uh, quote, we started pretty far behind in terms of where Mixer's monthly active viewers were compared to some of the bigger players out there, says Phil Spencer, Microsoft's head of gaming, in an interview with The Verge. I think the Mixer community is really going to benefit from the broad audience that Facebook has through their properties uh, and the abilities to reach gamers in a very seamless way through the social platform Facebook has. Microsoft is partnering with Facebook to transition existing Mixer viewers and streamers over to Facebook Gaming in the coming weeks. To be clear, I had no idea Facebook Gaming was even a thing until this thing happened. Like, I didn't realize that that was a a streaming platform of any sort. I'll get these weird, like, not notifications
0: or ads, but they'll just, like, randomly pop up in the middle of my feed as I'm scrolling through Facebook. So, I didn't know it was, like, officially called Facebook Gaming, but I've seen it a couple times with, like, random people streaming, like, GTA
1: 5. I don't know. I just figured that it was, like their version of like the apple arcade or whatever where you can i don't know track your farmville progress what do people do on facebook these days anyways um so on july 22nd all mixer sites and apps will be automatically uh, will automatically redirect to facebook gaming uh existing mixer partners will be granted partner status within facebook gaming and any streamers using mixer's monetization program will be granted eligibility for facebook's level up program uh mixer viewers with outstanding ember balances channel subscriptions or mixer pro subscriptions will receive xbox gift card credit um so that's kind of the the technical the bread and butter of what's going on um but now that the more human side of it is that there are people that have gained a lot out of this and there are people that majority of people have not gained anything and it's kind of disappointing um so the people that gained uh ninja and shroud which are huge streamers i'm sure you all know ninja i didn't really know too much about shroud but um they were both kind of poached uh whatever you know what's the word contracted i guess or i don't know reached out to by mixer to to try to amplify the platform ninja being the big one um and they were paid less than a year ago Uh, i believe ninja was paid 30 million and shroud 10 million in their contracts to get exclusivity on mixer um to to get them off twitch and to kind of build up mixer's fan base um that system comes from essentiallysports.com by the way. But now that Mixer is moving to Facebook Gaming, they are under no contracts at all. Those contracts are broken. The contract does not transfer to Facebook Gaming. They are essentially free agents and they got $30 million and $10 million respectively and are no longer under contract, which is absolutely insane. Like good for them, I guess. They extremely lucked out cuz now they could just go back to Twitch where they originally were and they're like millions of dollars richer. Um, which is insane to me. But yeah, it's, it's really
0: crazy. So I think I, I sent you a link with to a tweet. Let me just read it real quick because maybe I misunderstood it. But it said... Facebook offered an insane offer at almost double for the original Mixer contracts of Ninja and Trout, but loaded Ninja and Trout said no and forced Mixer to buy them out. So, which I guess is kind of what you said, but it's just insane to me that, like, well, because they forced Mixer to buy them out, that probably took, obviously, took a major hit to Mixer because I don't know what kind of money they're making
1: off Mixer alone, so. I mean, Microsoft, I feel like, has plenty of money, but, so, like, it wasn't an issue for Microsoft to put up the, the money to bring them in, but, I don't know, I guess Microsoft's executives just didn't see the returns that they were hoping for based on the, you know, whatever viewers that they pulled in i feel like not many people like ninja moved to mixer and that was like a big deal and then then what like no one else really moved it wasn't like a big platform personally i never really you know watched or used mixer except like watch e3 one time on my xbox i don't know um so so a lot of people are actually losing in this deal because they've built up these huge platforms on mixer and are you know have to kind of essentially restart on twitch Um, or on Facebook gaming, but I don't think anyone is willing to. So also from The Verge, separate article. um, Quote, it's difficult to find many Mixer streamers who are willing to move to Facebook instead of Amazon owned Twitch. I spent three hours last night hopping into a variety of Mixer partner streams from one's uh, broadcasting to thousands to those who have just started out streaming to a handful of loyal fans. After speaking with at least 30 Mixer partners, I found a single person who was committed to switching to Facebook gaming. The vast majority of Mixer streamers I spoke to are planned to switch to sw- uh, planning to switch to Twitch. That's a lot of switching, twitching. Um, they were unhappy with the way Microsoft handled the announcement. Um, quote, I found out this was happening literally when I was live, says Pumpkin Kitty, who was streaming live to hundreds of people while trying to understand the news. A uh, viewer were alerted into the Mixer closure. He said he was, quote, leaning towards Twitch before making it official hours later. Mixer's biggest streamer, Ninja, even stopped by Pumpkin Kitty's chat to donate $250 and briefly hosted a stream to boost viewers. Um, So it seems like it was handled in a pretty shitty light or shitty way. Um, But yeah, I don't know. This, it seems like it's not that big of a deal to just move streaming services, but when you build up a platform like that on one service, it's really hard for that to translate to another service. And you can see this in action when you, I don't know, look at like, Someone that has, you know, twenty thousand followers on Instagram, but then you go to their YouTube page and they have maybe a hundred subscribers. Like, it, your following just doesn't follow you platform to platform like that. It's very platform independent. Uh, Which
0: is interesting because it's it's almost like people are more loyal to the platform than the streamer.
1: Yeah, and I mean the benefits of Twitch are like we we tried streaming on YouTube one time just because I thought it would be easier, but the benefits of streaming on YouTube or the benefits of streaming on Twitch far outweigh the ease of use of YouTube. Like, yeah, it's easy to stream on YouTube, but Twitch just affords you so much more in sense of community. Like, they have all these extensions built out and custom emojis, and, and it's just so much more fleshed out, and people are so used to that experience that switching is something like Facebook Gaming that probably doesn't allow for those kind of external extensions or external whatever. Um, I don't know. People just... They don't necessarily want to do that. And it's not so much who they're following. It's where they're watching them. Twitch just has a different or better interface. Um, I've never used Mixer, so I can't really speak to that. But I understand why people would be hesitant to move to Facebook Gaming. Because who is Facebook's audience anymore? Like, most of these people that are watching these streams are Gen Z. And I don't think anyone in Gen Z really has a Facebook page, if we're being honest. So Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Very interesting stuff. It is interesting stuff. I just, I don't
0: know. We shall see. Anyways, but then moving yes. into uh, more exciting news, it sounds like there's a bunch of games that are going to get these next gen upgrades. Starting with Cyberpunk 2077. So, uh, this one comes from Polygon. So, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, the latest massive RPG from CD Projekt Red, got a second delay, or maybe a third. Actually, I think this might be a third delay. This third delay. Yeah, yeah, third delay. Uh, it was supposed to come out on my birthday, coincidentally, September 17th, and has now been pushed out to November 19th. So. Interesting that it's June and we're pushing out games three months uh, from now already. It's, uh, I mean, I guess maybe, you know, delays happen. You know, I, I guess that's a normal cadence for uh, a delay to happen. But anyway, it just is kind of weird that it's being pushed up to November already. So close to the time that Next Gen going to come out. So anyway, going back to the Polygon article, and a statement published to the game's official Twitter account, CD Projekt Red co-founder Marston Iwinski uh, and head of studio Adam Badowski wrote, at the time of at the time we are writing these words, Cyberpunk 2077 is finished, both content and gameplay-wise. The quests, the cutscenes, the skills and items, all the adventures that Night City has to offer, it's all there. But with such an abundance of content and complex systems interweaving with each other, we need to properly go through everything, balance game mechanics, and fix a lot of bugs. This is the second delay for Cyberpunk 2077. The game was originally set to debut on April 16th, but was pushed back to September 17th in January. CD Projekt Red obviously was pushed out from last month or last year as well. CD Projekt Red noted that journalists are currently playing a preview build of the game with hands-on previews scheduled to go live on June 25th. So they're actually going to do a, excuse me, I believe a little presentation, and then previews will go live right after that uh, on June 25th. Uh, They say, we hope this will satisfy some of your hunger for the game as we work to polish it for the November launch, the statement said. And then um, one word led to another, people were like, oh my gosh, next gen, is there going to be a next gen version? So Cyberpunk Game then took it to Twitter and said, we are happy to confirm that Cyberpunk 2077 will be backwards compatible with both next gen consoles. Your PS4 copy of the game will work on PS5 on launch day. Anyone who buys the game on Xbox One will be able to play their copy on the Xbox Series X when the console launches too. Uh, So that's good to hear. They've talked about a next gen upgrade before. Uh, Word on if that's going to be available at launch or not uh, remains to be seen. But it's very interesting how such a large game has really thrown a wrench into, quite frankly, a number of different releases. So the Cyberpunk 2077 Xbox Series X, we talked about that last episode, or maybe the episode before. you mean Xbox One X? Xbox One X, correct, sorry. Wait a minute, what? The Xbox One X... That came out already, and that will have a copy of the game. And now you're saying, hey, it's coming out in November. You might as well get the, if there is an Xbox Series X version of it, but we know how that marketing is going to go, it's pretty much going to be the same game, and it's just going to provide a smart delivery of whatever version uh, is best for the game. So it's interesting that they're doing this because it gets really muddy where you know, there's all this exclusive Xbox One merchandise that was gonna launch in April alongside the game. Then it got pushed to September. Okay, we we'll released stuff in June, it's coming out in September. Now it's November. So imagine buying a system with the intent to play Cyberpunk in June and the game doesn't come out until November now. It's just it's very <laughs> strange.
1: So Yeah. There's that custom system is gonna be basically a collector's only item. I can't imagine anyone in good faith actually buying that brand new when there's a brand new console coming Correct. out that same month. Uh, it's, it's so weird to me, but, um, I mean, it's fine. I, I've seen people get mad over literally anything, but I think I'd rather, I'd much, much rather someone or a developer like take their time finishing the game rather than rushing it out. And, you know, then you have another Anthem situation or something on your hands.
0: Yeah. So, and I'm fully behind the delay and I think it's good that they need to polish it. Um, and I think it's good to go through and, and really make sure that everything is fine-tuned. They want to make a masterpiece. That's the way they are. That's the way they were with The Witcher. Um, I think it's good. I just think that just really say that you're going to release it in September. P- piss people off from the get-go, but try to hold to it. Instead, now we've delayed it three times, and it's just it's becoming almost like a Last of Us Part Two, where it's like <laughs> yesterday we say, hey, it's coming out in February, and then you say, mm, it's two days from then. Never mind, it's coming out in May now. And then, oh, COVID, (laughs) now it's coming out
1: in June. That was truly wild. But finally came out. Yes. (laughs) It wasn't a myth after all. Um, But speaking of games that will make it over to the the next-gen, Avengers, Square Enix's original action RPG, I guess you can call it, um, will also be getting a free next-gen quote-unquote upgrade um, to the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, So this one comes from Polygon quote, when the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X launch this holiday season, Marvel's Avengers will be one of the games immediately available to play, publisher Square Enix announced Monday. Marvel's Avengers is scheduled to debut uh, September 4th on Google Stadia, PlayStation 4, Windows PC, and Xbox One. Um, People who buy the game on current-gen consoles will get uh, a free upgrade to the next-gen version, whether from PS4 to PS5 or Xbox One to Xbox Series X, at no additional cost. This upgrade will apply for both physical and digital copies, at least on PlayStation, said said developer Crystal Dynamics in a PlayStation blog post. Um, So with the Xbox upgrade, I'm assuming that those will just utilize smart delivery and deliver whatever, you know, upgraded version is available for Series X. If you own the Xbox One version Um, for PS4 slash PS5, I think this kind of just confirms that backwards compatibility will work. So like your PS4 disc will work on PS5. I'm not sure if they'll offer kind of an up-res or you know high resolution version, kind of in the same light that like when you pop a PS a regular old PS4 game into a PS4 Pro, it kind of unlocks some menu options where it's like oh PS4 Pro enhancements and you can choose whether you want like a higher frame rate or whatever like as happened with God of War. Um, so I guess that that's an unknown both for Cyberpunk and for Avengers whether. The PS5 will kind of offer those upgrades in light of the, or a la PS4 Pro, how that worked, but um, it'll be compatible, is what's confirmed. So yeah, so cool.
0: I think that, yeah, I think that it will be it will be a smart delivery on Xbox. I think that's a given because they've more or less confirmed almost complete backwards compatibility from day one because they have that already. The bigger question here is for PS5, how are they going to handle that? Um, So I'm trying to find this article that I saw right before we went live here. Uh, Well, first of all, there's an Avengers War Table live stream tomorrow. Uh, And I don't know what they're detailing. Uh, I guess they're going to show off more of the game. Um, But they're going to be showing new gameplay as part of the show. Starts tomorrow at 1pm Eastern Time. Um, War Table? They're calling it the Avengers War Table live stream, yeah. But I I remember seeing... yeah the war room i remember seeing something about like here's what comes in every edition of the avengers game and i don't know if ign put it up too early i literally just opened it up right before um when i was pulling the articles some of the articles together earlier looking for articles and it looks like it's gone now i don't know if they prematurely let that out i have to i have to look and dig in but um oh here no no here marvel's avengers here's what comes in each edition Oh, it's just a pre-order guide. Never mind. So there's the (laughs) Earth's Mightiest Edition. We've seen that before. That comes with the statue of uh, Captain America. Thor's hammer, keychain, and like a Black Widow, something or other. A belt buckle, and a haunted Hulk bobblehead. Uh, An Avengers pin. So, whatever. Anyways,
1: garbage. You know, I like like how or I like how much um, developers or I guess publishers are trying to push for like special physical editions of things because for the longest time like this is like a complete tangent Um, and I know we only have 10 minutes left and we have like three more articles to cover but like with with American music industry at least like for the longest time I don't know I guess it's still probably real like everyone's talking about oh digital music just doesn't sell well blah 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 like streams aren't worth any money um, people only make money off merch but then like when you buy american like music albums or cds in stores like nothing comes with them it's just a cd and you could just rip the cd and put it on your play player or you could just go on spotify like there's no reason to buy the physical copy whereas like k-pop specifically you go into these <laughs> i'm not... <laughs> Paul's, like laughing but you go into like these these stores in like koreatown and you go to the k-pop section and like all these albums have like huge special editions, they're like giant books and they have like photo cards and, and and biographies and like art books. And it's like this whole thing, like you're buying something that like is special. So I think that with games, it's the same thing has happened. Publishers are starting to realize like a lot of, like we're pushing for a lot of digital versions of games, but like there is value in buying a physical version that comes with all these like special items that, you know, you wouldn't get if you had the digital version. Like, I specifically wanted The Last of Us Part II Special Edition in, in physical copy because it comes with a steelbook and the physical art book. I could got I could have gotten that art book in a digital version if I got the deluxe edition, you know, from the PlayStation Store. But, like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel the same to look at the art in a digital, you know, on my PS4 i to have to boot it up as opposed to having, like, something I have in the coffee table that looks a little nicer and it's hardcover. I don't know. I mean, so, it's the size um, of an ant it's small it's not a large art book but it's still nice to have it physically and i, I, and I like that a lot of game publishers like it seems like a, a money grab and it's like here's the 16 different editions there's like the special edition and the special special edition and the captain america edition and the hulk edition of like all these things but i do like it because i don't know there is something special about having a physical game like one of my fondest memories growing up and maybe this is just showing my age is like driving home from gamestop at the mall and like Reading the instruction booklet for the game that I just bought. Uh, so uh, so
0: I, I will say that I do I do really so and I've I've had a a newfound appreciation especially for some of the instruction booklets because I agree hundred percent with you when I was when I was little my parents would sometimes like if a, a new Pokemon game was coming out they would like buy it while I was at school so I'd have it when I got home from school and they'd like bring it to like pick me up from school sometimes and whatever and that was those are like some of the fondest memories of of like in engulfing myself into a video game of you open the box, you open it up, you're looking through the the, the instruction manual hoping that you'll see something you haven't seen before after you've been following like the <laughs> internet forum, like the Nintendo Power forums for months leading up to this game, right? And you do yes. see a couple things, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to play, and then you engulf yourself in that game and in that world. I will say that I do think that it's gotten a little bit out of hand with the all the different editions and for me, like you know, so Obviously, I, I, I opened up. So when I got I got the Ellie edition of The Last of Us, uh, Part Two, a day early, which didn't really matter because I still had to work and everything. So I didn't. I only played it for probably a couple hours more than most people that got it at midnight. But it comes with a statue and Ellie's backpack with Ellie, oh, two of the pins that are on Ellie's backpack, and it's super cool. But quite frankly, like I don't have a use for it. Like it's really nice and everything, but. I don't need a statue of ellie playing a guitar like on my shelf i just that's just not
1: what i need yeah i don't know that's fine i will gladly take it off your hands i will shoulder this burden for you paul oh yeah it is my sacrifice oh yeah so <laughs> what's crazy
0: though is that there's a lot of people like that that don't want that stuff and they'll like you know like i ended up piecemealing my my you know limited edition and piecemealing and putting it up on you know it's like secondhand on ebay and like people would buy pieces of it because they don't want to spend 230 on the le edition they only want to pay 30 dollars for the bracelet because maybe they're a cosplayer or whatever and you know like the backpack like the backpack has gotten ridiculous it's like you know like, like people are piecemealing these things apart i did it just because i had the game and i'm like i'm not going to not play the game early if i have it here so it's uh it's just very
1: interesting is the backpack like normal sized backpack yeah or is the like- backpack's like normal sized yeah Oh wow! Anyway, so maybe I should have gotten that edition. But also, two hundred dollars? I don't know. Two hundred and thirty dollars. And I looked while well, I was
0: looking, I was PS5. looking on eBay to see how much the prices have like, gone up because by the time that I got it, it, there was like nothing on eBay. The backpack alone right now is selling for two hundred dollars. That is unreal. And I like just I should have
1: bought it just to reset.
0: And I well no, I mean it. it well, oh the God. thing is like the Ellie editions themselves are like I mean people are spending like $330, 350 dollars on them, which $100 markup is not terrible, especially when you factor in tax and whatever, but I mean, it's still crazy, it would never be for me, but I just, you know, I don't know, it's it's pretty crazy, and I, you know, I. but I, I give the developers credit, because in my opinion, you should have, like, a special edition with just the steel book and the art book, and then you have the Ellie edition, but instead you had like, the collector edition, which didn't include the backpack, but included everything else, and you have the Ellie edition that included the backpack, all the things in the collector edition, and um something else what, what was it, this like letter or something i don't know there was a one extra thing i don't know for me it just i don't know it gets very muddy and even with the avengers thing well for instance right so spongebob the battle for bikini bottom rehydrated edition uh, rehydrated whatever the remaster of the ps2 game came out there was a 300 fun edition that came with like six keychains three statues one of spongebob patrick and sandy cheeks and stickers i think and it sold for like three it was the MSRP was three hundred dollars or three hundred and fifty dollars. I'm like, who is spending that much money on a Spongebob game? Sure enough, it sold out and you know, whatever. And the game apparently is not very good, um, because it's just not aged well. So whatever. Anyways. I don't think it was
1: even good back in the day, to be totally honest. I didn't think like, it was, was either surprised. and people
0: are like, Oh my god, this is amazing. I'm like, Oh, okay. That was the game that was like, like on clearance everywhere.
1: I feel like it was on par with the old Rugrats games. I remember one time I convinced my mom to buy, like, I, think, I don't know, it was Rugrats in Paris or something for PS One, and it was terrible. And she was like, "I can't believe you made me spend fifty dollars on this <laughs> for returning it." And I was like, "You know what? That's fine because it wasn't that good." Oh man, I love the Rugrats. Anyways, <laughs> you want to take? We're like we're going off in like sixteen different tangents. All right. Yes, we can. Um, we can
0: power through these. So, uh,
1: yes, you want to take aren- the next one?
0: You want me to take the next one?
1: Uh, sure, I can take it. I don't really know much about it, but here we go. Um, Neither does the world because it's a rumor <laughs> and a leak, so go ahead. <laughs> it's, it's like half rumor, half leak. It's probably real. Um, so Suicide Squad is getting its own game, apparently by developer Rocksteady. So this one comes from IGN. Um, the original story was that uh, there were... So this is where it was kind of a rumor. And I'll quote here. Domain registrations for a game seemingly titled Gotham Knights and a potential Suicide Squad game have been found online uh reset era user drifting orbit posted their findings um which include domain registration for suicides game suicidesquad game.com suicide squad kill the justice league.com and gotham knights uh the source of the domain registrations isn't immediately isn't immediately <laughs> clear wow words <laughs> i've never heard it of them <laughs> as pointed out by user jace c in the same thread uh, the company listed as the domain registrar is Mark Monitor Incorporated, which is also registered the which which also registered the WBGames.com domain. This lends some credibility to the existence of these games, but nothing concrete. And then uh, they later updated the article and said a new report claims that Batman Arkham Studio Rocksteady is indeed developer behind the Suicide Squad game mentioned in the domain name registrations. According to Eurogamer, the London studio has been working on the project for years, and the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League domain is potentially the game's full full title, uh, as well as a summation of its content. Eurogamer also says that the uh, the domains were registered by WB Interactive, and that Gotham Knights does refer to WB Montreal's long-rumored Batman Court of Owls game, Uh, And that both games will be shown in some respect at the DC FanDome event, which I don't know when that's happening, but um, very interesting stuff. I didn't think that the Arkham series, well, I guess this isn't really a sequel to Arkham series, but um, I didn't realize that they were working on any more Batman games. So this is kind of exciting. I know the Arkham series is very critically acclaimed. I own all of them. I haven't played a single one of them. So that's exciting for me. (laughs) Um, But uh, This is exciting news potentially for someone that may play them eventually yeah there's a there's a lot of people excited about this so we'll see
0: the court of owls game that has been rumored for i don't know like a ridiculous amount of time it's just it's actually like a almost like a running joke at this point um but yeah so we'll, we'll see um the suicide squad game that'll be very interesting i mean i don't know I it would be good i mean if it's if, like, this game and, like, the Avengers game, if they're good, I mean, I wish we could see, like, a, a Guardians of the Galaxy game almost. Um, you know, as a, as a single player, you know, you go through and, and, if you know, almost, like, in the vein of Spider-Man. Um, but we'll see what this looks like because, I, I don't know. I'll be cautiously optimistic and hopefully it'll be better than the movie.
1: Yeah, no, I think that the... I mean, the Arkham Studio... Or Arkham Studio. The Arkham Games from their studio, Rocksteady, um have been really well acclaimed and, you know, are detached from the movies. Um, they're, you know, based on the comic books more so than they are the movies. So I think that yeah. they're, that they're going to be fine and safe.
0: Well, the, yeah. So, well making, but remember, it's like the discussion around making an Avengers movie, making a movie about um, Captain America and what Captain America is like is a lot easier than making a movie about Captain America, Hulk, Thor, Hawkeye, Black Widow. Um, and then whoever I'm missing I don't know, whatever. Iron Man? Oh, Iron Man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it's uh, it's tough to make a movie around all that without it being, like, too focused on one character. And that's my concern with Suicide Squad, uh, which is pretty yeah, much what happened yeah, yeah. in the movies. So, um, that's fair. And the same concern goes for the Avengers game, right? So we'll see what happens. But uh, anyways... Moving on, uh, Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon Two was announced, and Ahmed, I bet you have no idea what this is. So, I, was say, I genuinely have zero clue what this is. So, <laughs> Bloodstained: you. Ritual of the Night was a Kickstarter project uh, by um, was it Inti Creates, I think. Uh, the, it's it's pretty much by uh, by the 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 person who directed many of the Castlevania games while he was at Konami. Uh, let's see, Castlevania ritual not Castlevania. Bloodstained Ritual. So it got it was a Kickstarter, it did very well. Uh it is not yeah, it is by Inti Creates. Okay. Art play, Inti Creates, Way Forward, etc. Okay. So, you know, they it was it was pretty popular. Um, you know, got delayed a couple times. So one of the spin off Kickstarter pieces of it was this game called Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which was like a eight bit spin-off bonus game that they made uh, it came out for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So excuse me, it was a kind of like a $10 game. It was, I believe it was pretty short, but it was pretty well uh, received, and it did, it did pretty well review-wise and everything, and then Ritual of the Night was like the big game that was part of the Kickstarter, where it was like a 3D-ish uh, side-scrolling Castlevania uh, game. I think it was actually like a 2.5D, so partly side-scrolling, partly, you know, 3D-ish, so and that that had a rough launch where it didn't do very well from a performance perspective. They patched up everything. Switch's version was still pretty bad. Um, long story made longer. Curse of the Moon 2, the 8-bit spin-off game, was very successful, and they announced a, a sequel today um, during the New Game Plus digital event. Uh, so that uh, will be once again produced by ArtPlay's Koji Igarashi, um, who directed me in the Castlevania games. It'll be coming soon. Did you play any of these? So I bought Ritual of the Night, and it was unplayable. Like it was, the frame rate was awful. Like you could not even play it, and that was on Switch. Ritual all the of the Night's time. like
1: the main, what the Kickstarter is actually for, rather than oh, bonus.
0: yeah, uh, no, that, that's that's the Kickstarter is actually for Curse of the Moon, yes, the 8-bit yeah. spinoff game. That yeah, so I played that, the 8-bit spinoff game. I started to play, I couldn't get into it. It was like it's one of those like super, super, super difficult 8-bit NES type of games, and yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not into this. So. Uh, I should probably give it another try. I think it was free on Game Pass, maybe? Game Pass, Game Games of Gold, one of the two. I think I redeemed it for free
1: somewhere. Yeah, apparently, I don't know, the the byline for this RGN article about this says, you had me at Corgi who pro- pulverizes demons. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know where that came Corgi. from, but... <sighs> yeah. I don't see the Corgi, but sure. Yeah,
0: I um, know. So Looks very interesting. The last bit so, of news that we have comes
1: from the ea this play you. i did not watch this
0: oh no <laughs> that's, that's fine neither did I. I just watched the highlight reel um good so ea play is an event that they typically do uh that ea typically does around the time of e3 long story short they uh they went through and they still had it in a digital form uh hosted by greg miller i believe actually have cut from kind of funny so some of the big things that they announced, uh, the biggest probably, well, actually, I don't know, these are, these are both pretty big. Star Wars Squadrons was announced. I believe we talked about the leak that happened on the Xbox Storefront page last week on this one. Uh, this was formally announced. It's going to be a $40 game, so you figure it's going to be kind of shorter in content. It will have a full-fledged single-player campaign, which we said a little bit after Return of the Jedi. Uh, and you'll have uh, two pilots, a New Republic one and an Imperial one, and you'll be alternating uh, controlling during the missions. Uh, So that sounds pretty cool. It's coming out to Xbox One, PS4 and PC on October 2nd, which I believe is the same day as Crash Bandicoot 4, right? Yes it is. Uh, Yeah. So that's coming out the same day as Crash Bandicoot 4, it'll have cross-play between platforms. It will have a multiplayer mode. This is a Starfighter type of game, so you'll be in an X-Wing. This will be like uh, dogfight combat type multiplayer. Uh, So this looks pretty cool. It will support VR in its entirety for PS4 and PC. So you will be able to play this game uh, entirely in VR, very similar to how it was done uh, with Resident Evil 7. So this, uh, this article, sorry to quote it, this article does come from The Verge. So, they do make mention here the gameplay. There's a gameplay trailer, an official gameplay trailer, uh, and it does draw on past games like the 90s X Wing and the TIE Fighter games, complete with diverting power between ship systems, managing shields, and first person view. There are plans for eight pilotable ships with a fighter, interceptor, support, and bomber class ship for each faction, specifically (laughs) the X Wing, the A Wing, the Y Wing, the U Wing, the TIE Fighter, the TIE Interceptor, the TIE Bomber, and the (laughs) TIE Reaper fighters.
1: So, Say that five times fast.
0: X a y u tie 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 tie.
1: Perfect. Sounds great.
0: So it uh, it looks pretty cool. I don't uh, know. I I would have opted obviously for more of like a Jedi Fall in Order type of game, but those games take time, so I understand. Um, and then the bigger, well, I don't know. The internet like exploded when this happened, but they're like, we are working on a new skate game, and it's now in development. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> so
0: there's literally nothing. Like when,
1: uh, yeah, it's kind of like when when Nintendo announced Metroid Prime 4. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's happening. Goodbye. That okay? Remember thanks.
0: when that was announced? Holy <laughs> shit.
1: That was like three years ago. It's so it's funny. Like,
0: At this point, there's like ugh. a week-to-week slip of like someone will go on the internet and be like, guys, it's happening. Metroid Prime Trilogy is releasing for Nintendo Switch this Thursday. And it's like, uh, where are you getting that information from? My sources on 4chan keep saying it. Okay. <laughs> and then nothing, literally nothing happens. So oh God. if if that game doesn't come out for Nintendo Switch, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with Nintendo. I, it's like it has been the longest standing rumor for as long as I can remember. This game is like it's coming. It's coming to Switch, and then it was actually like a Game Awards announcement. But then they delayed Metro Prime Four. So I don't. Anyways, I digress. So that wraps up all of our news for this week. Um, aside from me complaining about the lack of a uh, Nintendo Direct, uh, which is going to continue to happen every week until. A Nintendo Direct happens, but oh, wait a second. We told I totally forgot. Uh, Min Min was announced for Smash, so the arms Who? fighter was confirmed to be oh. Min Min, uh, Bad, from yes. the arms, uh, Arm the arms game, arms the, the fighting game for Switch. So, <laughs> the arms game, arms, the, the, the arms, arms, arms game, the, <laughs> the arms game that is coming to Super <laughs> Smash Brothers Ultimate on June 29th. It'll be part be of the lot. Fighter Pass Volume 2.
1: Maybe I'll boot that game up again. You gotta Not buy the. Gotta buy backlog. the fighter pass. I probably. I th- no, I didn't. Already buy it. I'll. i probably buy it. It's fine. There's two. It's worth it. Yeah. So
0: they committed to the other five, I think, characters through December 2021. So, it's uh, it'll be exciting. I just bought the fighter pass the other night, um, to be able to play those for you know all the times that I have friends over to play Smash, you know.
1: <laughs> but. It's still fun to play single player sometimes. It is fun I to play single it. player. Yeah, I haven't booted it up in a long time, but um. I might, my next, well, so after playing Glass of Us 2, I'm like, I don't want to touch the PS4 for a while, um, so I think I'm going to, I don't know, wait a while before I jump back into like Horizon Zero Dawn, so maybe I'll get back into Animal Crossing for a little bit, okay. and perhaps Smash.
0: That sounds Later. like a great plan, Ahmed, I'll tell you what I have not gotten back into, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing has totally <laughs> fallen off the
1: charts. But I have to go to my, get the fish before the month ends, I don't know what fish are expiring, but I'm sure there are some. <laughs>
0: so one thing i didn't mention <laughs> sure is we did buy clubhouse games 51 worldwide classics we did buy I that i say
1: you mentioned that last week
0: you what i want to say you mentioned that last week. no i played the demo last week and then i couldn't oh, find okay, i was trying sure. to buy it at walmart i caved and bought it at target so lauren was like looking at all the games she's like oh they have uh mahjong and and all these other games that she likes to play so she's been uh, hooked on that and taking a break from animal crossing as well so
1: wow
0: yeah
1: who's gonna water her plants
0: Unbelievable. Herb plant, herb. All, the, all the roses and flowers are dead. <laughs> there are going to be so uh, many
1: weeds on my island. I don't know. Once I beat the oh last one, maybe I'll play. You have like 16,000 fossils to dig up. Oh my not God. that they like, because it's not just four every time. Like, they kind of stack up a little bit. They not definitely stack up. So, no, it's only three a day. And then I think it stacks
0: up like your previous one. It gives you like a four. But then I've had some days 23? where I literally have six.
1: It's, it's definitely normally four a day.
0: I'm not that far out. Of the oh game. no, no, you're right, you are. Right. It is 4 game. Yes, 4 It's 4, but yes. like I've
1: definitely found like s- over like 6 in yes. one day and I'm like, um, I think that there's okay. some days
0: where you missed getting them. Like the previous day, I think some of them do stick.
1: Yes. So, anyway. They definitely do. Anyways, thanks I'll for coming to, to Animal Friday. Crossing chat. <laughs> oh, how far we've come. Anyways, all right. This has been episode 83 of What the Funcast. Tune in next week for our latest or our, you know, episode 84. Slash also maybe a Last of Us Part Two spoiler cast. I am going as fast
0: as I can. I don't know what to tell you. right
1: now. Run. Don't even say peace. Okay. Just go. All right. (laughs) (laughs) He said, "I'm running." All right. This is episode of eighty three. What's fun cast? Thank you for all tuning in. This is Paul and Ahmed signing off.
0: Peace.